Welcome to Forward, the podcast for people who love children's literature. I'm your host, Kelsey Buckley. This week, IRW's Forward podcast is on the road. Today, we're recording from the Henry D. Moore Library in Steuben, where I am here with our director of school programs, Allison Johnson, and author and illustrator, Stephen Costanza. We are here as the finale for our King of Ragtime programming. Uh, Steve and Allison have been traveling all over Washington County this week to five elementary schools. It's been a pretty incredible journey. So welcome. And Steve, could you, you tell us a little bit about what this week has been like for you? Well, you know what? I just told uh, Jan Coates that uh, I think this was maybe one of, if not the best week in my entire life. Um, because like what I tell the kids is basically, you know, there are several goals when you are an author and illustrator of books, but maybe the top three is to do a good job, to finish the book, but to share it with kids. And I think the sharing of the kids is my ultimate goal. That's the reason why I do this in the first place. And it's just been so great to see kids, especially after the past couple of years, hearing music, perform live, hearing my process of how I came up with the book and the, and the struggles and the joys of making art, making art with them as well as listening to music has been just, this is it, this is why I do it. And I'm doing it. And it's just great to work with fantastic people too. Yeah, wonderful. And, and IRW. Yeah, and Allison, you have been along for the ride orchestrating our wonderful wild agenda this week. So how has it been for you? Well, it's been um, super to get back into the schools with the kids and to be on the road with Steve, who is really fun to be with. And jumping off on, on what Steve said about um, bringing the book to the kids, it reminds me of an interview I think all three of us have listened to with Katie Camillo and how she says that the book is never really finished until the reader receives it and reads yeah. it. And, yeah. and so that's sort of that final experience. Yeah. But being back in the schools, um, you know, really for the first time in a couple of years, uh, we saw these kids who were excited, they were polite, they were gracious, they were helpful. Um, I know that they are being labeled like this lost generation, and I want to counter that with the positive message that these are resilient, uh, terrific kids who have survived a pandemic and come out as really great people. So a, a big round of applause to them and to all the yeah. teachers yeah, yeah. Um, who did a lot of great projects with the kids around the, the book. So it yeah. was a fabulous week. Absolutely. Yeah. And one comment we heard from teachers this week is that for some of their youngest students, this was their first ever assembly because of the pandemic. And I think it's been really special for all of us to ex be part of that experience of them sitting in a gymnasium with their peers and listening to a live performance. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That was like so much fun to see. And, and some of the schools, or maybe there was at least one, I know that wasn't having much of a music program at all right now. And um, yeah, it, it's just been incredible to see firsthand the kids respond to not only live music, but, but ragtime. 
and I think Scott Joplin is probably looking down somewhere <laughs> from, from somewhere. He's looking down and saying, oh, my gosh, this is just great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wonderful. And, you know, so part of this experience of bringing the book King of Ragtime to children has also been bringing your piano to children. <laughs> Some of the kids in our programs were surprised to hear that the piano came with you. Um, so I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about your piano and the process of bringing it on the road. Yeah, well, you know, Kelsey, it's not really exactly a portable piano. Um, although we made it we so. <laughs> it is now officially a portable yes. piano. It's, it's fairly old. I got it back in 2005. And, you know, I, I, I knew I was going to be doing um, this work um, several months ago. And I thought, well, gosh, if I save enough money, I'll be able to buy a real proper portable keyboard. Didn't happen. <laughs> Did not happen. So, okay, so um, just took the standoff and uh, took the, uh, the keyboard itself, which weighs a ton. Got it in my small, small car. It's a Toyota Yaris. And it made the ride over on the boat from North Haven, 12 miles out to sea, to Rockland. But then from Rockland, that little Yaris with the piano and a million other things in it, huge rolls of paper that the kids ultimately did their collages on, went up to Birch Harbor, where Allison lives, and piano wasn't done its journey then, <laughs> then either. It got loaded into another car, which was a little bit bigger, but not much <laughs> than mine. Actually, quite a bit bigger, because we got more things in it, including books. And um, then the piano in the Kia ventured to all these, the five schools that we went to. So that piano has been to as many places as I have been now, <laughs> it seems, or almost as many, almost as many. Yeah, so. it has been uh, wonderful to watch the team coordination here with Allison and Steve packing the car like musical art supply Jenga. It's been <laughs> they're it pros been like now. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, one of the one of the schools, I think it was at Princeton, either the K or the or the first graders, they were imagining they were starting to like jam on this story idea that here's a piano that lives on an island, but then it takes a boat, bike on the car ferry. And then gets to the mainland, but the journey is not done. It has to travel all this distance down east, you know. So that was Jody Deacon's first grade class. The first grade so class, wonderful. yes. So, so we might have you might see in who knows, like ten years or, or less, or maybe a little more, a story about a traveling piano. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> that would be wonderful. By one of those kids, I'm sure. Uh, it's it's incredible <laughs> too. I think just how far the story of Scott Joplin to sort of, you know, we have this historical figure at the center of the book and it's been great to see that story come to life for this generation. I think one of my favorite moments from the week was um, at Whiting Village School at the end assembly, having a student raise their hand and request to hear the maple leaf rag again. And they knew the song by, you know, by its title. And it was, you know, basically an encore. And it was really fun to see how much they all enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, they were just absolutely wrapped with attention during that performance. And it was just great. So, yeah, I don't um, know if you saw the little girl who had her hands <laughs> on the um, seat in front of her and she had her eyes closed. And she was moving to the music, and she just like was embodying what she was hearing. It was Absolutely. so sweet. I can yeah. just picture that. I can just picture that. Yeah, yeah exa exactly. That again. That going back to like one of the goals of doing any of the books that I've done, and all of them being about musicians, is 
sharing the music that I love with kids. And in a way, I'm really glad that Mozart and Vivaldi, the ones I did before, Scott Joplin, were, as, as much as I enjoy them, a kind of a warm-up to Joplin, because, because um, I think he's my favorite composer. And, and having those two as a kind of like practice, in a way, was nice, because I think with Vivaldi and I think with Mozart, it's a little bit harder because I really don't know their music all that well, but I know Joplin so well. And to be able to share that music that I loved when I was their age, um, it's just been like so great. So are there any other moments from this week that have really stood out as we've been making music and making art with children who we you know, haven't mm. seen for some time? Mm. Is there anything that'll stick with you from this week? There's a lot of moments, I think, that would stick with us. Uh, the bravery of kids who have something to say um, and might not be so comfortable standing up in a crowd and, and making that move. Um, coming up to Steve and asking questions uh, that they are really curious about. Um, I think there were multiple moments when children just were so yeah. engaged and so moved by the mm -hmm. music mm -hmm. and his story um, that they felt safe in coming up right up to him, giving him a big hug. And we heard thank you for coming so many times from all of the kids, which is just extraordinary that they were being that thoughtful. Well, that's great to hear. Thanks for saying that, Allison. Like when you use the word safe. That's something I hadn't considered, but yeah, that's really important. And for me, I think it's exactly what you said, Allison, and and um, and by way of maybe just offering kind of like a little microcosmic snapshot of those moments, is when I had the one-on-one -on -one signing books with the kids. And it's been a while since I've visited schools, and it's great to get this kind of bit of a refresher too, in a way, because looking into their eyes, you know, they're just so honest and you know you can sense that there's still so much magic uh, that they believe in and everything and and, and um, encouraging them that they can do what I do you know and and just answering their questions um, whatever they are just being with them one-on-one -on -one have been I think the most memorable moments for me um, but all of it has but especially those those moments when I'm signing the books, do you have any questions for me? And yeah, just seeing the excitement and the, just the eyes reveal so much, you know? And, and we can't um, forget that we were in a um, magical landscape. The beauty of Washington County is stunning. Yeah, yeah, and we'd be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to Anne Livenbull, who yes. hosted us for many yeah, nights yeah, during our adventure. Absolutely, absolutely. But I gotta just say right here and now that you guys are the best roadies and the best people to work with. It has made it so much more, even more so, it's like just kind of magnified it. Um, and uh, everything from just moral support to wonderful food and to incredible ideas. And a lot of these ideas that you guys have been having at the last minute are all on the fly. You know, it's like no time to think about it. You just do it, you know? and. So, I really appreciate it. Couldn't have done it without you, really. So thank you both so much. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for (laughs) being with us on this adventure. It is an adventure, isn't it? You can find Forward on your favorite podcatcher or online at islandreadersandwriters.org slash podcasts. See you soon.